Welcome to the Inspiration Station. I'm your host, Corey Baker. Thank you so much for being here with me. Episode number five. We're doing it, guys. Uh, this podcast itself is truly just about, or at least uh, has the intention of being inspiring in some way uh, to you, whatever it is you do. You know, me personally, music is kind of my main thing, but um, inspiration itself and um, the idea of inspiration, I think, you know, it applies to anybody uh, kind of in in this world that we live in, you know, because it depends, really just depends on what you're doing. But the, the, the idea of inspiration, getting inspired, feeling creative, feeling motivated um, as well. This podcast very much is about motivation. Um, you know, it's, it's different for everybody. But at the same time, I feel like there is kind of this baseline of creativity and inspiration that is all applicable to all of us regardless of what you do. So last week we talked mainly about big goals, like just having big goals, these big goals, you know, to get to, which is all great and everything. And I'm glad that we did that episode. I'm glad that I talked about that. But then I got to thinking like, you know, it's all kind of romanticized looking at big goals. I'm like, oh, I have this big goal. I'm going to go for it. And sure, you know, like, I mean, I, I go after my big goals. I've achieved a lot of my big goals so far, but you know, some, some of us don't know, and sometimes I don't know personally, and I'm sure you don't know just how to get started and how to get going. And so this episode, I wanted to share, um, this book that I just, I literally just finished reading on the plane today. That's called daily rituals, how artists work. And it's from Mason Curry. And the entire book literally is just accounts of whether they be writers, artists, um, composers. Um, it's just kind of their daily ritual. And it kind of has a breakdown. Most people, there's only about a page or two kind of explaining what they do uh, each day in order to get their work done. And not even each day. It's kind of more more reflects on their kind of lifestyle and how they manage to get their work done. So there's like uh, Beethoven is in this. Uh, Mozart, I'm just naming off the people that I know personally. Um, Georgia O'Keeffe is in there, a painter, a lot of painters. Um, but I thought that talking about this book and talking about, you know, I kind of wrote down some of the things that I got out of the book as I was reading it, um, might help us go after our goals because a lot of times, you know, we can put our big goals up on the refrigerator and say, oh, this is what I'm going for. But, you know, we need to take steps towards that. And a lot of times, a lot, a lot of times, I'd say 99.100% of the time, it's really just about getting the work done because inspiration is great and feeling good about getting started or about to get to work is really good. You know, when you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do work. I feel really good. That part is great, but then you haven't done the work yet. So then once we start doing the work, the idea is just kind of to do the work and that, you know, that at least that's what I got from this book. It was really all these people somehow found time to get their work done. And that was maybe the most important thing. And the first quote I want to talk about, which I don't actually have this written down, so I'll be uh, kind of paraphrasing for this, but I thought it was applicable and actually kind of funny, speaking of this podcast, as this podcast is named The Inspiration, the inspiration Station. But uh, the quote from the book was, uh, inspiration is for amateurs. All the rest of us just get to work. So... I read that and at first I was like, oh man, like I feel stupid because, you know, I'm doing this podcast called The Inspiration Station. It's all about inspiration, but it's so very, 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 very true. Like I was just saying, like inspiration can be a really cool, 
really good, maybe cool is not the, the right word, but can be a really good and like warm, fuzzy feeling. But then truth of the matter is inspiration does nothing without actually putting in the work. It's good to feel inspired, you know, every day, maybe not all the time, but you know, the majority of the time, it's good to feel inspired because that leads to getting your work done, hopefully. So uh, I just wanted to read some quotes and kind of just reflect on some of these ideas. Uh, uh, the first one, which I don't, I don't actually have which person this was from. Some of the other ones I do have which person in the book it's from. But um, if, if you end up reading the book, you know, you'll go through all these. I, I started reading the book a second time, actually, because it was so, at least to me, it was very moving to see these people and to kind of get an insight into their life on how they got their own work done and kind of apply that to my own life because I'm still trying to figure out um, if it's best to have a ritual, if it's best to just kind of throw your hands up in the air and be like, oh, well, I'll work when I feel inspired. Um, but the one of the first quotes that I have written down here is, be regular and orderly in your life so that you may be violent and original in your work. Now, like I said, I don't, I don't have the exact person that that was from because I was just kind of jotting these down as I was reading. But... Um, Basically, the idea uh, behind this was just this particular person lived a very, very normal and almost boring life in order to make their best work because they felt like if they had order in their life, then, you know, in their work, that was when all the, your demons or all the real true emotions would come out. So I, I thought that was very, very, very interesting. Um, just that idea of... Like, you know, because I think we romanticize, I'm, I'm using that word again, but I think we romanticize um, about artists or composers, not even composers, but, you know, people nowadays and their uh, kind of lifestyles that are all over the place, yet they seem to make this just profound work or this profound art um, in the midst of having, you know, these crazy nights every night and, you know, appearing to live the life of a rock star, which I think... You know, it's it's glamorized. I don't know if that's a word, but it's glamorized um, to the extent that I don't believe that that life is truly real for people who actually get work done. You know, there's not too many people that I think live a quote unquote rock rock star life and still do all their own work. Work. I think the closest person I can think of is like Skrillex because he really he parties, but like man, that guy has a heart of like a stronger worth ethic than almost anybody. You know, I, I know at least in the electronic space, but, but it's interesting. You know that idea of does it will, will you will you create better work if you have a boring life? Which, you know, recently in my life, I've been kind of taught because I, I've I've gone through times in my life where I've kind of lived like the rock star life, and it's it's very exhausting, um, especially on tour and stuff. Doing that, it's very exhausting, hard to get work done, hard to get good quality work done, especially. Uh, so just been reflecting on this, like I said. Um, the, now the next quote that I have, which was also, I, I, don't, I don't have a, uh, I don't know who actually wrote this, but uh, inspiration can pass through the soul just as easily in the midst of an orgy as in the silence of the woods. But when it is a question of giving form to your thoughts, whether you are secluded in your study or performing on the planks of a stage you must be in total possession of yourself now i like this quote because the idea of being in possession of yourself means you have total control over 
yourself. You have control over what you choose to do, basically. And that's kind of what I got out of this book because a lot of people throughout this book are saying they wake up early and they do whatever work. You know, it's mostly, like I said, mostly mostly writers, composers. Everybody's story was a little bit different, but the majority of people got up early and got to their day's work right away, whether it be writing, writing music, what have you. Um, which I know all of us, you know, we can't necessarily do all the time, especially if you're working a part-time or a full-time job that isn't, you know, maybe isn't attached to your big dream, but you want to start going after your big dream. So maybe the idea is just getting up a little bit earlier and, you know, getting started on your work. And the really interesting thing throughout this book, a lot of these people worked for, you know, some people only worked for two to three hours a day, but they did it right at the beginning of the day. They got it over with. Not necessarily got it over with, but just getting to the most important work first and then having the rest of the day, you know, to take care of errands, emails, you know, what have you. So the next little quote uh, that I highlighted here is from Georgia O'Keeffe. And it says, on the other days, one is hurrying through the other things one imagines one has to do to keep one's life going. You get the garden planted. You get the roof fixed. You take the dog to the vet. You spend a day with a friend. You may even enjoy doing such things. But always you are hurrying through these things with a certain amount of aggravation so that you can get to the paintings again because that is the high spot. In a way, it is what you do all other things for. The painting is like a thread that runs through all the reasons for all the other things that make one's life. Now, I find this interesting because this is, I I feel like this kind of goes one or two ways because, yes, some of us do feel the need to rush through all this other little, these other little things kind of surrounding our core passion or, you know, whatever it is that we like to do which may be music, maybe painting, maybe writing, maybe that. And maybe you might even find this in your own life if you're not doing exactly what you want to do and you're just kind of trying to hurry through your day job, you know, to get home. Um, but I thought that this was interesting because I feel like there's there's that way of like rushing through things to get to what you want to do. And then there's also the same way of using those things that seem to need to get done um, as procrastination to keep you away from doing what you're supposed to be doing. Cause I find myself doing that a lot, whether it be, you know, I, I actually really enjoy doing boring things around the house. Cause I do feel that does kind of bring up some good ideas, uh, just in terms of just kind of letting your mind go blank and going and doing something else. I, I, I do really enjoy that. And I do feel like that, um, works for some people, but again, you know, all this stuff is, you know, it's all, it's all on kind of a case by case basis. So everybody's a little bit different, but the idea of, you know, you rushing through everything else just to get to what you actually want to do, I think is interesting because her day seems like it was kind of backwards from what I was talking about earlier, where, you know, she was doing all the things that she didn't want to do first to get to the thing that she wanted to do, which I think could also be an interesting way to go about uh, kind of your work is like getting out all of the the stuff that you don't like to do or all the stuff that's going to waste time that you, you'll be thinking in your head throughout doing your actual, you know, the actual creative work. So I don't know, just another insight into how, you know, different people work different ways. Um, okay, so the next little quote is from Edward Abbey. A writer must be hard to live with. When not working, he is miserable. And when he is working, he is obsessed. Now this one hit home for me because I feel like um, when I, when I personally am working on music, which is what I do for a living, 
Um, either <laughs> I'm really obsessed with what I'm doing and I love it and it's just, it's taken over me or I kind of hate my life to a certain extent because if I'm not getting something done, I have this really weird, like, pain in my soul. I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but it is a bit of a, like a pain, like deep inside of me where I'm not letting, like I'm not getting anywhere creatively or even I'm just not producing results, um, which I think sometimes is great because you kind of get to take a step back and then, you know, get back into what you're doing and come at it from a different, uh, kind of a different angle. But I thought that was interesting because my, personally, my girlfriend um, has told me, especially when I did this last album that came out earlier this year, um, and I was working all the, the prior year um, to finish it, and I will admit I was a real SOB to be around uh, quite a bit because the daunting task of finishing an entire album, which granted it only had 10 songs, but still that's a lot, it's a lot of work. For one person, for me, you know, it's not, I don't have a band, I don't have a singer, you know, I've worked with some other people on some of the songs, but, um, you know, it is, it is tricky sometimes if you're really obsessed with your work because you can, if it's not going well, you're just in shambles. Uh, if it's going great, then you're obsessed with it. And that's kind of all you're paying attention to, to a certain extent, depending on who you are. I'm just trying to become more aware of that in my own life, which is exactly why I'm doing this Inspiration Station podcast and why we're talking about this book. But just, I don't know, it, it is interesting how, at least for me, working on music, doing creative things, to a certain extent, it, it takes me over one way or another, whether it be in a good way. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting stuff done. This is great. Like, I feel inspired. I feel like I'm putting my heart into this and I'm saying something to the world. Or I am so utterly mad at myself for not being able to get something out because like it's just not coming to me and I'm not feeling inspired. I, I personally have a really hard time and have had a really hard time with that. If I don't feel inspired, it's hard for me to work. But the whole idea of this podcast and this book and all this is all kind of breaking past that, kind of breaking past that roadblock where you say, oh, I don't feel inspired. Okay, well, who cares? Get in there and at least get something done. At least try because there's no, it's like, it's like fishing. Like you're not going to catch any fish. If you're like, I don't feel like, I feel like eating, but I don't feel like fishing. Okay. Well then you're not going to eat because you're not fishing. You're not, not throwing your line out there. You're not spending the time to be able to, you know, get the fish to be able to eat. Okay. So the next one is from, uh, John Updike. And, uh, this actually goes hand in hand with what I was just talking about. Uh, he said, he told an interviewer that he was careful to give at least three hours a day to the writing project at hand. Otherwise, he said there's a risk he might forget what it's about. A solid routine, he added, saves you from giving up. Which this is interesting, and this is something that I've really gotten out of this book um, and have wanted. I've been searching for it because, you know, sometimes I have trouble working and just getting the, and just putting in the time to do it. You know, a lot of times... I get frustrated and I just don't feel like working, but just making a space for whatever it is you want, whether it's painting or drawing podcasting, for instance, this podcast is a great example. I'm going to keep saying this, but this podcast is a great example of if you just put in the time and can do it, um, it can be enjoyable and you can get it done because before I was making up so many excuses why I couldn't do a podcast, why I couldn't you know, at least attempt to do a podcast because of time constraints or whatever bull crap I had up in my head. Um, 
But this this podcast is a great example of that. I'm sitting down here every. I usually sit down Sundays. This is Sunday right now, uh, but put it up on Monday. You know, no big deal. Uh, but that idea of just putting in the time, just making the time to be there, just showing up. You know, that's like the hardest. A lot of time, that's the hardest part. Is just getting there, showing up, sitting down in your seat or whatever it is, and just at least being there to work. So the next one is from Stephen King, the author. Like your bedroom, your writing room should be a private place where you can go to dream. Your schedule in at about the same time every day. Out when your thousand words are on paper or disc. This exists to make yourself ready to dream, just as you make yourself ready to sleep by going to bed at roughly the same time each night and following the same ritual as you go. In both writing and sleeping, we learn to be physically still at the same time. We are encouraging our minds to unlock from the humdrum, rational thinking of our daytime lives. And as your mind and body grow accustomed to a certain amount of sleep each night, six, seven, maybe eight hours, so can you train your waking mind to sleep creatively and work out the vividly imagined waking dreams, which are successful works of fiction. Now, I thought that he kind of nailed it. He kind of nailed it right there in terms of the reason to have a ritual in terms of getting something done, what getting some sort of creative work done, having a ritual, which to a certain, like, I guess me personally, I don't know how you feel, but me personally, I've always felt that's kind of backwards in terms of creativity because creativity seems so spontaneous. But his idea is really putting time down that you're supposed to be, this is your creative time. So I think after time, your body and your mind just kind of get into this rhythm where like in your head, you're like, okay, now it's time to be creative. So I think, I mean, I'm definitely, I've been kind of trying to, play around with this idea. Um, I haven't gotten really good at it yet, but waking up and just working right away. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm not quite there. I have, I'm not as uh, well, you know, it's like exercise. It's like something you got to kind of practice at to really feel good about yourself before you just, you know, cause like when you first start working out, if, if you have started working out before, when you haven't worked out for a long time, it hurts. It hurts a lot, but you can feel that you're making progress, you know, and that's, it's just interesting this this I mean that's what I wanted this whole episode to be about mainly about this book but that idea of can you actually make time to be specifically creative to where you could be almost consistently creative within this given time on a weekly daily basis. Uh, I don't know. I mean how do you guys feel about doing that? Cuz I I'm still tossing around the idea and my head's still kind of trying to work it out. But I feel like as I get older and as I kind of plan more, um, I feel like this kind of makes more sense to me. But when, you know, some people feel really creative at night, which they, you know, in this book, they talked about some people that were only felt like they were creative at night, people that were only creative with drugs, people that didn't use any drugs. Um, and then the other really interesting thing about this particular book is that, uh, for the people that have already died, it shows when they were born and when they died um, in terms of just time. So kind of <laughs> putting their lifespan against their lifestyle um, was really interesting to me because, you know, it was weird, though. Some of the people that smoked all the time and did drugs, you know, lived to be 80 or 90 years old. Um, some of the people lived to be like 99 years old and didn't use any drugs, but just drank coffee and worked 
you know, steadily. Um, I just said, I just wanted to kind of get this conversation rolling, get you thinking about, you know, if you don't, if you don't feel creative on a regular basis, which I don't think any of us really feel, I mean, some of us, we have to, I feel creative sometimes, but it's, it's not a constant thing. It's like, I, I have to make time to be creative and sit down and like, not force myself to be creative, but you got to kind of open yourself up and, uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's such an interesting subject. That's what this podcast is about. It's just about tackling that idea of inspiration and creativity and kind of trying to make sense of it a little bit. Um, again, this book that I was talking about is called Daily Rituals, How Artists Work. It's from Mason Curry. Um, I got it on the, uh, on the Kindle store. Um, but I'm sure you can find this anywhere. Um, okay, cool. That's it for this week. Sorry, we didn't run too long. It's like 20 minutes. But um, but yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, Inspiration Station. Um, again, for me, for Corey, Kill Paris, uh, if you want to find out anything that I'm doing, uh, killparis.com. Again, social media, Kill Paris. Uh, Twitter, Instagram is Kill Paris Music. Facebook is Kill Paris. All that stuff. Um, and also, you know, on the Inspiration Station SoundCloud, if you guys have questions or want me to answer anything for you, try to answer anything. If, if you have uh, suggestions for the show, anything like that, please let me know. Also, the show's on YouTube now. I think last week we just kind of started doing that. So please check it out on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Thank you guys so much. I'm Corey Baker, Inspiration Station. Have a fantastic week. <laughs>